Hi friends, welcome to the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Podcast with me, your host, Hannah. On the show, I'm joined each episode by an amazing guest to have an honest conversation, share our real life experiences and tackle stigma and misconceptions around mental health along the way. We believe that everyone would benefit from focusing a little more on their mental well-being, and we're here to support you to do just that. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi friends, welcome back. Hope you've had a good week and I can't believe it's that time again uh, when we're bringing another strategy roundup. Uh, This is something I do every kind of 15 episodes or so. So yeah, about every seven and a half weeks, I guess, but it feels like this one's come around uh, really quickly. And um, strangely, I'm recording this slightly earlier in the week. So it's Friday and that's partly because I have my first COVID vaccine tomorrow. Um, And I don't want to not get an episode out just in case um, it kind of wipes me out and I need to sleep a little bit, which I know uh, from some people that I know they've had it has been their experience of having that vaccine and when, you know, their immune system kicks in and all of that jazz. So I'm recording this slightly earlier in the week. So I'm having to sort of get into my um, my podcasting space. Um, but it's interesting because I have been thinking about um, doing things differently and kind of what that looks like. And it's funny. I posted something on Instagram about this yesterday, so Thursday, um, about my dog. Um, and I think, I guess also I've been reading a Joe Dispenza book on um, breaking the habit of being yourself and how we get into these patterns, we get into this habitual behavior and we're just kind of like recreating the past <laughs> because it's just like automatic. And with our dog, he's got a couple of routes that he walks. So we go one of two ways. Um, but yesterday he decided he was not, not going to go either of those ways. He was just going to stand his ground and decide he wanted to go a completely different route. Um, and I had quite a limited uh, window of time to walk him. So I was a little bit frustrated and a bit like, do we have time to go this way? Where are we going? (laughs) What are we doing? Um, but I let him set the route because his walks are for him. That's his time his mental health, his uh, space to sniff around and, and see what's going on in the neighborhood. Um, and so it's about him enjoying it. And I do enjoy going out with him. I was sort of partway around and I was kind of thinking about the, you know, those times when we have, oh, I do it this way or I do it that way. And we can get really stuck in those things. And, and then that kind of limits the possibilities or the creativity of approaching things a different way and having a different experience, which could be really valuable in, in a different way. Um, I think, you know, when we carve out our own roots, when we try things in a different way, we can discover new things and it just can be an, an amazing experience. So that was kind of my my thoughts um, of the week. Uh, so here we are recording this on a different day, trying things a little bit differently. Um Hopefully it's still the same kind of podcasting experience uh, that has brought you back to the show, uh, unless it's your first time, in which case, welcome. Um, and I love these roundup episodes. Um, I think, and I've said this before, but I think it's it's good to repeat, that when we are feeling really low, really drained, overwhelmed, we're, we're struggling and, and not in the best kind of headspace, it can be really difficult to get pull yourself out of that to kind of think like, what what can I do that might help me? And we can revert back to the, those old habits 
Uh, and to be honest, it's so easy to do. The last couple of weeks, if I'm completely honest, I have gone back onto chocolate um, for something that is okay when it's a treat, but when it becomes like a habitual every day for the energy to kind of go through, then it's not coming from uh, such a good place. And that's one of my habits that I, I kind of revert back to when I'm feeling quite drained rather than things like more sleep or <laughs> better nutrition, which I know logically um, are things that would help me. It's so easy to slip back into into those patterns or just to just kind of just be stuck because you don't know what to try. You don't know what the different things are, uh, which is why I love these episodes where I collect together the top tips from the guests over the past 15 episodes and it's like a, a little booster or something it's a an idea um boost so you can kind of dip in and you can listen and there'll be some repeated ideas um and I always think that's interesting that there's something behind that if, if everyone's saying something maybe there's um some truth to it that, that is beneficial but you know, dip in, try out the things that you are curious about, experiment a little bit. And some of these things will work for you and some won't. Um, but I really hope you get something from this. And even if you are feeling in an awesome place, I think that's great. And I think it's good to listen to ideas so that you've got them kind of in the back of your mind, ready for when you're in that ugh, spot, because then we're not feeling our most creative. So uh, it's good to kind of prepare when you're when you're feeling good for those moments um so that's my thoughts I really hope that you enjoy this and let me tell you about the first guest that we are hearing from so this is back in episode 101 uh, we're in treble figures now which is very exciting and we were joined by Brendan who is the founder of Master Talk which is a YouTube channel all about public speaking and communication and we really dove into that topic um and public speaking is one of our biggest fears. I think it's there after death of our, of our biggest fear of putting ourselves out there and, and being in front of people. So really great tips around that and communication uh, in that episode. So check that out if that is something that you have concerns about. But let's listen to Brendan's top tips. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave with one book recommendation, one life tip. So book recommendation is Thirst by Scott Harrison. For those of you who want to master public speaking, want to make a difference in the world. No better book to recommend than Thirst. The man's a genius and a savant in marketing. And he's done a lot of good in the world, so I recommend it. Life advice. I'll just leave you with one quote, which is my favorite one. Be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you made it this far in the conversation, I'm going to guess that you don't just want to live a normal life or else you want to be listening to this. So my advice is the only way to be great is to learn the art of insanity. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old kid started a YouTube channel, not on pranking, not on vlogs, not on comedy skits, but on public speaking and communication tips? And then at the age of 23, he started coaching CEOs, but at the same time is talking to on the mattress he sleeps on, lives in his mother's basement, doesn't own a car, doesn't plan on moving out of his mother's house till he's 30. Karaoke is at eight languages and dances alone in his basement for an hour a day. How do any of these decisions make any sense at all? And that, my friends, is the point. If all of the decisions you make make sense to the only person that matters, which is you, you're probably making the right decisions. 
So thanks again to Brendan. And on to episode 102, when we were joined by Lisa, and uh, this is the first in like um, a little series, mini series um, of stress related episodes. Um, And so Lisa helps people to go from chaos to clarity to kind of transform stress, anxiety, overwhelm into uh, well-being, um, which uh, I think is so important. And she kind of shares with us her story um, of chronic stress and and, and, um, chronic illness and and all of that and and how she's kind of navigated through that journey. So a great episode for stress, as is our next guest we'll hear about after Lisa. Um, But here are Lisa's top tips. So number one is create space. If you have trouble um, creating space, then seek some help and support. Um, Because uh, sometimes when you're in a stress response, uh, it can actually be very difficult to create space. There's a a leading sort of brain specialist who I love, um, and he had something on his Facebook book date. Facebook group, um, sorry, his Instagram feed today. And he said a, a traumatised brain will find it very, very difficult to meditate. Mm. Uh, and some people find it very difficult to do breathing. Like breathing is amazing. But sometimes when you're in that stress response, uh, breathing and meditation can actually make you feel worse or more anxious and the cycle continues. So it is try and create the space. If you can't, can't, there's no judgment. It's actually your body's giving you signs and messages. Listen to those signs and messages and seek help and support. But also one of my favourites, as I've mentioned, is uh, EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. It's something that people can learn to do for themselves and it is amazing and really powerful. And one of those uh, points that people can use is their um, collarbone. So if you find your collarbone, mm-hmm. over the middle under the neck there, and then go down one inch and to the side a little bit, and they're like soft, squidgy bits. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. And so what you do is you tap on those points. So you can use two, two or more fingers and you just tap. You can just tap on one side or both sides. I actually like to use my whole hand. We're going to get fun sounds here. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's really beautiful. That is uh, links in with the the kidney meridian, which is a really main um, energy line, and meridian line that runs through the body. The kidneys also run through the adrenals and calming the body. So if something's happening and someone's gone into like a stress response or you're stressed about something or overwhelmed about something and got negative thoughts, just tap on, you can just tap on that spot. Uh, and that will help clear and, and process. That's a really sort of quick tip um, mm. without going into the whole process. So that would be my little my little tips. Thanks again to Lisa. And as I said, episode 103 with Stephanie, also about stress. And this is about how to make peace with stress. So Stephanie is a yoga therapist. And so she's coming at stress from a slightly different angle. We talk about chronic stress, repetitive behaviours, balance, all of that um, great stuff. So uh, check out uh, Stephanie's top tips here. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it has to be the make peace with stress process. Again, those three steps of paying attention on purpose without judgment, really, you know, recognizing that your life experience is there for you to help you and not 
you know, happening to you to break you down to make your life miserable, but really, um, all every experience has meaning and purpose. And then opening to that as such, you know, it's one thing to know it, but then it's another thing to sort of have that wholehearted mindset, like I was just talking about, about, okay, good, what's, what's here for me? Um, and, and then recognizing that your ability to shape your experience through how you're thinking and what you're focusing on is, has enormous impact, enormous impact. There's a super fun story. I'll tell the shortest version of it about a man, a homeless man sitting on a box and begging for money. And a stranger walks by at one point and he, uh, you know, the, the homeless man asks the stranger for money. And the stranger says, you know, I don't have anything to give you, but what's in your box? You know, what, what's that box you're sitting on? And the homeless man says, it's just a box. I've been sitting on it forever. You know, it's just whatever. It's just a box. No big deal. And the stranger says, well, maybe you should open it and check it out. And so the, so together they open the box and to the homeless man's, you know, complete and utter astonishment, it's filled with gold. And why I love this story is because all of us has that box of gold that we're sitting on <laughs> that we don't know about or that we've just been taking for granted or not, not looking within to, to really experience. And so the three, the three steps of paying attention to your experience, recognizing that it's full of gold and being willing to say, okay, I'll, I'll take some of that gold. <laughs> and then thinking about, okay, well, how then do I want to spend that gold? What do I want to do with this um, in my life? What's important to me, right? Because even though it's a big box of gold, you want to be intentional with what you do with it. You want to make choices deliberately about it. And so those three steps, if you can start to process those three um, steps in your mind when you're feeling challenged or even just in your daily life, it will have a dramatically positive effect. So the, the now, remember the now, I love to reiterate that because it just makes it easy. Notice, open, welcome. Notice your experience, open to the opportunity of that experience to then welcome whatever it is you really want for yourself. Thanks again to Stephanie. And then episode 104, we're not sharing anything from, but I'm just going to mention in passing, it was um, a special episode for Time to Talk Day, which is the campaign for the Time to Change campaign, which I'm a champion of, uh, all about kind of normalizing conversations um, about mental health, which I think is a really important thing to do. And so I was joined by the Time to Change Hub Coordinator in Somerset, which is where I'm based, and three other Time to Change champions. So we're talking about the power of small and how small things have a massive impact. So I definitely would recommend that you check out that conversation. Uh, we didn't have top tips in the same way, but I think it's really great for exploring how little things have an impact when we're thinking about mental health. But our next guest we're going to hear about now is Eleanor, who joined us for episode 105. Uh, and so Ellie is a teacher, a podcaster, and she shares with us her story of her breakdown um, and then becoming suicidal and stories from the psych ward. Um, and so she has her own podcast, really sharing what she'd learned uh, through that experience. 
Uh, so these are Eleanor's top tips. Buy a dog. <laughs> there you go. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I find it's helpful to, uh, I guess, it's helpful to know know your own mind, I think, in terms of like, I spent a lot of my time living in other people's perceptions of me and not really living for myself and not really knowing what I even wanted because I was so busy trying to please everybody else. And um, I think actually just having the confidence to have some, how do I put this in a, yeah. So just knowing your own mind and being confident in your own opinions, I think is so vital to, to kind of navigating life. And this can be something as simple as just setting boundaries. Um, so for example, someone wants to ring you or something, but you're feeling really overwhelmed. You don't have to have that conversation at that time. Like you can literally say, I'd love to speak to you. Perhaps we could do tomorrow. And it's just, that sounds really, really overly simplified, but actually that's about looking after yourself first and knowing what's best for you and, and I think we all do intrinsically most of the time know what really is good for us um, but sometimes we're just afraid we're afraid to kind of speak up for ourselves even though we wouldn't necessarily treat anybody else as negatively or talk to anybody else as negatively as we do to ourselves um, and I think the more that you do it the easier it gets and the more, the more you kind of stand up for, and it, it's not being selfish and it's not being I don't know, arrogant or anything like that. It's literally just thinking, okay, well, what do I need? And is this okay? And yeah, I, I found that helpful. Um, mm. Something more practical. Um, as I say, any form of distraction, if you're feeling really, really anxious or overwhelmed, I find walking in nature is really, really positive. Um, I live near some woods and I find the woods really relaxing. And I read somewhere that apparently trees emit some sort of chemical which actually makes us relax so yeah definitely the trees <laughs> and thirdly have i got a third one music music's a good way to change your mood mm. um as i say the second hospital i was at that really helped um and but you don't even necessarily have to change your mood it might just be that you feel sad so listen to some sad music and cry it out like that's fine <laughs> yeah so thanks to ellie uh, episode 106 was a great one with jen Amos. We're talking about narratives, which I think is a really uh, interesting topic to dive into. And Jen is a fellow podcaster. And she found podcasting when she was kind of uh, dealing with her own bouts of loneliness and mild depression. And um, we talk about the power of stories, the power of narratives, the power of podcasting for sharing those stories, which I'm definitely on board with. It's one of the things that we're about kind of sharing people's stories. We also geek out about Black Panther, the movie, for quite a while. <laughs> so that's in that, but it was such a fab conversation. I really enjoyed it. And I really hope that you enjoy Jen's top tips. Wow. Uh, definitely podcasting. I think everyone should do podcasting. Um, don't do it for the viewership or the downloads. Do it for your own self-discovery through other people's stories. And, and there's so many benefits of podcasting. It goes back to like why I promoted Seven Cups is like you learn empathy, you learn active listening skills, you learn to be present with someone. I think everyone should do it. It's too easy and too accessible today. And also because your voice matters. I could be saying the same things Hannah says, but if I'm not Hannah, like it's not going to resonate, you know? And so sometimes it requires, even though it's like a same message, it may, it may land on someone differently because it's you. So I think podcasting is what I think everyone should do, especially in a time like this. <laughs> um, I think the second thing I would 
recommend people to do? Huh, that's a good question. I have to really think about that. Um, the second thing I would do is, I mean, um, get therapy if you haven't already. Just try it. <laughs> like just, if you haven't done it yet, like look in your health, look into your health insurance or look at the resources that I mentioned earlier that are available to you. Um, or even just try the free resource of uh, Seven Cups and just try it. Like give yourself a chance. Um, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're probably going to be defensive. You're probably going to be stubborn. But if you give it a chance, you may be surprised at what you'll learn about yourself. And one thing, one tip I want to give you is to look at these professionals that interact with you. Not, don't look at them exactly. Look at them as a mirror to you because what all they're trying to do especially professionals all they're trying to do is to place this mirror in front of you to help you better understand yourself and so that's what i would go in there whenever you interact with anyone even if anyone makes you angry think of why did that person make me angry you know so anyway that's a little tip on that and then the third thing i think people should try and this is like actually really random but to uh, have post-its of affirmations around an area where you spend a lot of time. So for example, that's my desk. And you can't see this on my camera, right? You can't see this right now, but I literally have post-its all around my laptop or on my computer. Um, like some examples I have here. So here's a good reminder for em empaths. So if you are an empath and, and someone is, is sharing their feelings with you, focus on observing what they're saying rather than absorbing what they're saying. So I have, I literally have that down here. And, and now when I interact with people, I think of that. I don't try to internalize it. I don't try to take it personally. I just observe it like a cloud coming by, you know, it's like, oh, it's a cloud and that's all that is. And it's not, it's, I'm not responsible for that cloud. <laughs> There's that. And uh, yeah, just all these post-its around here that are really affirming for me. Like I remind myself to breathe and to meditate or, you know, even stretch like when I'm done with an interview, like after this for example and um i think everyone should try that because it's like it, it's a it's a mirror in your it's a mirror to your mind you know it's reminding you to like keep up with especially for entrepreneurs that do work uh, remotely or work on the computer i mean everyone really at this point since we're all working from home but consider having post-its around your desk around the area you spend the most and and let those be very positive messages or reminders to you so that is the third thing i would share thanks again to jen and episode 107, we were joined by Michael. And so Michael has recently uh, finished his psychology degree and through that experience has got involved in lots of really interesting research. And that's kind of the area that he's interested in. And so we talked about some of that, but we really got into moral psychology and beliefs and all about that. And this is something I find really interesting. I am a real psychology geek. Um, I also studied philosophy for a while. I'm rediscovering a love for that as well. Uh, at the moment and so it was a really great conversation and I think for anyone who has maybe family or friends who have very different beliefs and hold them really tightly it's really interesting to think about why that is and where they come from and and how we can discuss those those kind of competing ideas so it was, it was a really interesting conversation a little bit more philosophical um but here are Michael's top tips I'll start with moral psychology one that just because that's what we've been talking about today but um I'd say in terms of moral psychology, one thing that you can do is, is study some of the literature. I mean, there's a lot of great books out there like uh, pop psychology books that you can read and, and really begin to understand how people make moral judgments. But in relation to that, I think it's really important to notice how you make your own moral judgments or decisions. You know, for me, for example, I noticed that 
I would be making a judgment about right or wrong that may not have been completely accurate or that this judgment may have been heavily influenced by my current emotions or the judgment was completely unrelated to the action itself. Like, for example, I used to take uh, a small bus to my classes when I was at uh, university and it would be early in the morning, you know, maybe seven and six or seven in the morning. I'd be sitting there, I'd be tired. I would have uh, an exam that day or a presentation and maybe someone would bump into me and I would automatically have this moral judgment like, oh, this is a horrible person. Like they're just trying to ruin my day. Uh, what's wrong with them? But then once I started noticing how I make these moral judgments, I, I realized, well, you know, the bus is moving. Maybe they just bumped into me. Maybe it's not their fault. Maybe they have some sort of medical condition where their balance isn't the best. I don't know. Maybe they have an ear infection <laughs> or something. But yeah, just I, I really tried to notice how how I'm making or how I'm coming to conclusions about the rightness or the wrongness of other people and even myself and sort of adjusting for that. I think my second tip would be to learn about cognitive behavioral therapy and try to apply some of the techniques in daily life. I mean, I think the idea of cognitive restructuring can be useful in every part of daily life, even if you're not working with, with a mental health professional. You know, anytime you want to identify a certain way or a certain pattern of thinking and restructure those thoughts to get a better outcome, you can use the techniques in cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, but journaling is really powerful. Mm -hmm. If you haven't tried it before, I mean, it will improve your writing skills, which will help you be more, or better articulate your thoughts. It will help you reflect on life experiences. It will serve as a record of your thoughts and feelings at a specific moment in time. And I mean, we all have memories, but like I'll, I'll, be, I'll be flipping through my old journals and I'll know exactly what I was feeling or exactly what I was thinking on a specific date. And it's, it's just incredible just to, I mean, if not see how far you come, just to, just to, just to reminisce. So thanks again to Michael. And episode 108 was with Kevin, who is the founder of the Catalyst program. And this was really fun. Um, I really love hearing creative ways of supporting people with their mental well-being. And Kevin uh, uses wild animals. <laughs> so the clue is in the name, Catalyst. Um, and again, about stress and, and how that can help us with stress. So really interesting conversation that we had on that episode, really interesting work that he's doing. Um, but here are Kevin's top tips. Uh, yeah, definitely the grounding, wiggling the toes. Uh, I try to keep things really simple, right? Um, let yourself notice your body, right? Let yourself be fully aware and fully present of your body, whether you like what you're being aware of or not, uh, just let yourself be aware of that. And also um, pay attention to what's happening in your surroundings. Uh, watch how people react and respond to things, not necessarily to what you're saying or doing, but just in society, kind of watch the reaction. I think the more awareness we bring to every situation, um, again, the more authentic we can be, not only with ourselves, but with everyone else. Thanks again to Kevin. And in episode 109, we were joined by Mandy and we were going in kind of a, a slightly different direction and diving into nutrition and food as medicine and befriending our gut bugs. So there's uh, the, the bacteria that live in our, in our guts. Um, and I love that Mandy calls them gut bugs um, and really the benefits of that. And, you know, although we kind of focus on mental well-being, actually 
mental and physical is completely connected. Um, and so the things that we do physically have a massive impact. So I like to dive into those other aspects sometimes. So it was really fun to talk about nutrition and try and understand that a little bit more. So here are Mandy's top tips. That would be okay. So my absolute number one recommended top tip, this is a teaching that I find I do pretty much with everybody all the time. And it's a huge misconception. So I'm going to kind of double back on a tip that I've already given. Uh, a lot of people think, okay, I'm, I'm embarking on this healthy lifestyle. I'm going to hit the gym, right? That's the first thing I'm going to do. And so my biggest tip is exercise isn't the first step. I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but exercise is not number one. And so my teaching is, uh, what I tell people is we're all balancing on a three-legged stool. So you can picture this little stool, this little wooden stool that you're sitting on, and, and you're, you're meant to balance on that. And the legs are made up of sleep, nutrition, and activity, okay? ultimately and and nutrition so what i'm putting into nutrition is also water it's fresh air um it's it's good positive relationships uh, i'm putting all that into your intake leg okay so that's all, that all falls into nutrition but the legs of your stool are sleep nutrition and exercise so if you really want to turn around what you're seeing as as your health results if you really want to turn around how you're feeling and start to feel start to feel better start to feel energized start to feel vibrant again start to feel like passionate about things you need to go back to one of those three legs of your stool all right and a lot of people too the big thing is weight loss well i, I want to release weight you got to go back to one of those three legs on your stool okay so um, generally I tell people sleep is number one. You're not going to have any energy. You're not going to get any of the results unless you're sleeping because when you're sleeping, that is when your body is recovering. That is when your nutrients are absorbing. That's when your liver is creating your hormones, which create your cycles. Um, that is when all of that repair and recovery is happening. So sleep number one, number two, nutrition. And if you aren't getting the results you want from those two factors, I maintain a good healthy weight the the ideal weight that I want to be mainly based on sleep and nutrition to be honest with you because I know all the food shortcuts right um, if you're not getting the results that you're wanting between those two then you need to incorporate um, more activity but you've got to make sure that those other uh, legs on your stool are long enough to sustain the activity or the activity leg is gonna knock you over so that's, that's what I find. I, I teach a lot of my clients because, and then they all take a deep breath of like a big sigh and they're like, Oh, thank God. I don't have to go and work out tomorrow. And it's like, no, but you, <laughs> you have to sleep well tonight. <laughs> Thanks again to Mandy. Um, and then episode 110, Ooh, 110. Uh, we're done by Harry about holistic living or whole, as in a whole thing, holistic uh, living. And so Harry's had a really interesting life of traveling, of living with monks and yogis and martial art masters, psychologists, professors, etc., uh, studying meditation um, and loads and loads of uh, different things. And we were kind of talking about holistic living generally. We talk about meditation um, a fair amount in there, but a really interesting conversation. Uh, so here are Harry's top tips. Meditation. It's, it's hard to answer just because um, it depends on what someone's, someone's looking for. Meditation, self-inquiry, and maybe plant-based nutrition, I, I would throw in there as well, um, or some sort of group dialectic that is focused on unearthing 
unconscious parts of ourself. So like circling or core energetics, or um, there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them out there, but the group stuff is really powerful. Thanks again to Harry. And then episode 111 or 111, if you're a Lord of the Rings geek like me. Wow. Um, this has got to be, I mean, I love all of the conversations I have, but this has got to be one of my favorites uh, in recent times. I think this was an amazing conversation. We were joined by Jay, who is a mental health and substance misuse and recovery speaker, coach and advocate. And he is doing amazing amazing work and he's the host of the choose your struggle podcast which i love the the concept of and he's really passionate about ending stigma particularly around substance use which is uh, we're about ending stigma here so like perfect match with what we're all about and a really powerful conversation and we really got into kind of language and the impact of that um recovery and what that means and just a really really fantastic conversation so i do encourage you to check out that episode but here are Jay's top tips. I've got more. Um, so, so number one, uh, vulnerability, and, and is a okay. So this may sound like well, of course, there have been studies. One just came out the other day that showed that vulnerability actually makes you happier. Uh, and I actually tweeted about it with a very snarky, like, "Oh my God, who would have thought?" But you know, sometimes it needs to be said. The simple things need to be said. Being vulnerable can makes you feel connected with other people feeling connected makes you happier. It, it's that simple. So uh, I always give this stack because it, it blows my mind. Actually, I'll, I'll do the little game with you. You're, I always do this with, with men, but I, I want to see if you can get this. There was a study in psychology today that came out, I think in February, where it said something like 95% of all male relationships revolved around three topics. Can you guess what those three topics were? For men or just generally? For men, what those three topics were that that ninety it was like ninety five percent of conversations between male friends revolved around. I, d- I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm going to play into like really stereotypical stuff and say like I don't know sports. That's number one. You're you're right with stereotypes. Keep going with okay. them. <laughs> uh, I don't know <laughs> work. Nope. Is work what? No. Okay. Um, I don't know alcohol. <laughs> nope. Nope. I don't know then. <laughs> Music. So you were right with sport. That's so sports is one. Uh, oh, music, films, movies, media, stuff like that is two. Women or sex is three. Ninety-five percent. If you included food, that was the fourth one. It was ninety-nine percent of male conversations revolve around those four things. I say that because this story gave these examples of like one guy had been homeless for two years and his friends didn't know. Another guy said, "No joke, I got divorced a decade ago. None of my friends have asked about how my wife is doing." We just don't. That's just the way men act. And we've been taught that vulnerability in men is a bad thing. That is so harmful. That's where toxic masculinity comes from. The whole boys don't cry issue. So I made a rule with my friends. We can talk about those because quite frankly, I like those topics. I'm a big sports guy. Um, You know, music is a big part of my life and I love my wife, but you know, guys talk about women. It's what we do. Also, we need to have real conversations too. And so my friends know if we're going to talk about one of those things, I'm then going to go, all right, now tell me about what's going on in your life. And so some of them have gotten used to that and now go, okay, so let me beat you to it, you know, which is great, but be vulnerable 
And, and I have a saying on my podcast that vulnerability begets vulnerability and empathy begets empathy. And I say that because sometimes guys feel like, I don't know where to begin. I feel weird asking my buddy about what's going on with his life. Well, the easiest way to start is just telling them, hey, man, this is what's happening with me. You will be shocked at how frequently someone goes, oh, wow, I didn't know that. You know, when I was going through X and all of a sudden you go, man, I had no idea that that happened to you, you know, and that's how we create tighter bonds. And as I say to people who push back on that, like, I don't want to have those conversations. That means it's not really a friendship. That's just an acquaintance that you do things with. And we all have those and those are fine. And I'm not saying that that's the person that you should be telling your deepest, darkest feelings to. That's okay. But if so, someone in your life who you truly believe is a close friend and you don't feel comfortable having these conversations, sorry to tell you, they're actually not a close friend. Thanks again to Jake. And then episode 112 was with Neil. And we were talking all about kind of awakening and um you're becoming a higher being or be higher beings which is neil's uh his platform the, the kind of stuff that he's up to um and he shares his story from uh, anxiety addiction um to to where he's at now so again we dive into meditation um and all kinds of great stuff in that conversation so here are neil's top tips one of my top tips Okay. And this is, this is like a fast track to, to kind of find out like who you really are. Um, and, and it's not, it, it's not like that's, that's the end you're going to do this and then that you find out, but it's, it's a really good start. Um, one of the things that, that I found and you, you, you might not see anybody agree with me and, and that's okay, but I would to really learn something about yourself fast for 36 hours, water fast for 36 hours. Um, and what I would do with that is take the phone out of it, take your media out of it, take, take the normal who you think you are out of a day. Um, and I say 36 hours because there's that sleeping in there. Um, but what happens is the first time we get hungry after we eat, we're not really hungry, right? So when you're sitting through, you're sitting through with, um, through withdrawal, right? You're sitting through uh, like all these emotions. Oh, I got to eat. I got to do this. I got to do that. You're going to see your, your narrative, your, I call it the bullshit machine. You're going to see your bullshit machine just go absolutely crazy. And there's a lot of chaos in that 36 hours. But if you can, you can, you know, take walks, meditate, listen to your body, what it's saying when it's hungry, when you start denying yourself things. I'm not saying like eat a grain of rice like Buddha, like per day, but when you deny your body, um, just to be like, you do that fast, the hunger is going to start telling you things, right? Um, if, if, you, if you're not using your phone as, a, as an escape, Right, that's going to tell you things. You're not using the TV as an escape. That's going to tell you things. You're going to really find out a lot about yourself um, just by just by water fasting for for 36 hours. Um, another tip is just be in it. the The only fear that we really feel about feeling our emotions is the anticipation of feeling the emotion. We don't even know what the hell it's going to feel like most of the time. We just know that a, a, a 
child version of ourselves put that there, like was really afraid of that. And when that anticipation shows up, we're like, oh, I don't want to feel it. Just feel it. Just feel it. You're, you're, it's, it's part of, it's part of life. And when you start feeling through those emotions, people can't, you, you, the outside world doesn't bullshit you anymore because you already know what that emotion means inside of your body. Right. And a quick, again, a quick way to do that is fast for 36 hours. Do a water fast for 36 hours and get in every emotion. And you're going to find a lot more, a lot more under those layers than you ever thought of yourself. Right. There's, we live on the surface because that's what the narrative provides us. All the, the commercials or advertisements. You need to buy this to be good enough for this. And you need to buy this for these people to like you and stuff like that. Take all of it out, even including the food. I'm, I'm t- it's it is so powerful. It is really so powerful. And nobody's gonna nobody's gonna get sick from it. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna go starving or no. It's just feel that stuff. And oh my god, you you. It's like there's so much power behind it. So much power behind. So thanks again to Neil. Uh, And moving on to episode 113 with Lynn. And this was a really interesting conversation. Uh, Lynn shares about her her diagnosis and her journey to getting the correct diagnosis through misdiagnosis um, and the impact of that. Um, And yeah, that you are not your diagnosis, reclaiming your life and and your health, kind of, you know, what what it says on the, (laughs) the, the title. Um, but a really interesting conversation on like learning to listen to yourself uh, and trusting yourself. And it is that balance of listening to medical practitioners and, and trusting their knowledge and their experience, but also that you are the most experienced in your body and and kind of knowing when something feels right or doesn't feel right. So um, really interesting conversation. And here are Lynn's top tips. Definitely. Um, Some of the things that I like to do are, you know, checking out like meditation apps, because sometimes if we're, we're trying to learn to meditate, we can find it intimidating. So like, I love insight timer, because there's like, I don't know how many, like thousands of free meditations. And if you don't like one, you know, you didn't pay anything for it. So you can just stop it and (laughs) find a different one. If the person's voice is irritating or, you know, whatever, I have a few meditations on there that you can look for as well, but there's tons of people. Um, I think it's helpful to you to, to make a list of the things that are your go-to. This is one of the things I've been working with clients on lately um, is like having a short list so that when you're feeling like, I need something, but maybe you don't have the mental space to figure that out. You can kind of look at it like it's a little order menu, you know? So it's like, oh, would, you know, smelling an essential oil be helpful? Would going for a walk be helpful? Even things that we don't necessarily think of as, you know, traditional self-care, but just things that are calming, getting in the bath and, you know, relaxing there, going out and looking at nature in your backyard or for a little walk around your neighborhood. So that's, it's great to have just things that we don't have to think of. And there's multiple things in that list that I just listed. So just making your own list. (laughs) Thanks again to Lynn and then episode 114 with Rachel. Uh, And so we covered loads of great stuff in this uh, EMDR 
uh, which she talks about, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, uh, which is an area I'm really interested in finding out more. So there is a little bit of geeking out in this episode, but not too much. Uh, embracing your inner child, a lot about creativity, um, and um, which I think is a really interesting topic because we can, we, I also talk a little bit about labels actually and how we can call it, whether we call ourselves a creative or not and, and kind of, the, I guess, the stories we tell ourselves and, and all of that kind of stuff. So really fun conversation. Um, these are Rachel's top tips. Sure. The first thing that comes to mind um, is kind of what we were talking about earlier with the inner child stuff. Uh, there's this book called The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. Are you familiar with that? I, yes, but I've not read it. <laughs> it's like on my list of like, I've heard of it. And uh, yeah, but I haven't started yet. So many people I know have it on their shelf and it's been on their shelf for years. I actually, um, I haven't done it recently. I need to find a way to do it online. I'm working on that. I've led groups um, uh, in the book, The Artist's Way. So that may be coming online soon. Uh, We could do a a group based on that book. She talks about uh, artist dates, which again was kind of what I was talking about with the inner child. And um, I would recommend that everybody get in touch with that part of you that feels really silly and goofy and listen to it and go do whatever it wants, you know, within reason. Um, <laughs> don't hurt anybody. <laughs> I have I have a little story about that that I tell. Like one time I was like, I'm going to go on an artist date. And so I'm going to go to this Museum of Photographic Art, which is this wonderful museum in Balboa Park, which is here in San Diego. It's this great big park with these cool museums and stuff and everything's great there. It's beautiful. So I go in this museum and immediately I hear my inner child voice go, this is so dumb. Why are we here? I am so bored get out of here (laughs) so I had to have a little inner conversation to be like I hear you that's great how about after this we go get ice cream my inner child was like that sounds amazing so I went and got ice cream and sat outside and listened to one of the the street musicians uh out there playing and and it was wonderful so uh, in whatever way you can I would say um listen to that part of you that really does understand joy, that really does want to have fun and try not to judge it too much because that's a part of you that's really great to develop um, and to become kind of like a whole well-rounded person. So yeah, I'd say probably for now, just just the one. You could take yourself on an artist date. So thanks again to Rachel and then episode 115 with Epiphany. And we were talking about nurturing human touch and the benefits of that and kind of what that is, uh, is something that Epiphany is really passionate about talking about and kind of changing how we view touch. And I think it's a really interesting conversation to have uh, in the middle of a lockdown when a lot of us are maybe missing some some of that, uh, particularly if you're someone that lives alone. Um and, and and maybe the impact of that and, and how our view of touch may change as we kind of move forward. So, you know, really interesting topic uh, to be discussing, particularly at the moment. These are Epiphany's top tips. Let's see. Um, my first one would be, uh, always, it, it's always okay to ask and it's always okay to say no, which, you know, that could be touch or something else. Um, and, you know, if somebody does say no to you, or if you do say no, accept it gracefully and give it gracefully. It really does pay to invest in a broad spectrum of relationships and friendships, because ultimately that's what will sustain you. I mean, especially for most of us, it's like romantic partners and children and things will, will come and go. But um, 
you know, most of the time your, your friends are going to stick with you. What else? Let's see. I think that right now for people, if they're, if they're feeling touch deprived, like one of the things that you can do that's really nice for yourself is like a, get a hairbrush or a body brush and just, you know, like brush on your skin pretty heavily. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely not a substitute for getting hugs or cuddles or what have you, but um, it, it helps. It does alleviate. So, and um, actually I would, I would add a three A on that, which is talk, you know, talk to people about this and um, you know, don't don't you know it's like one of the I think one of the things that's happening for us right now is that we're we're really in a space where we can go okay how do we want to be moving forward and this is a topic that we need to be talking about and thinking about when we can touch people again has the way that we've touched people in the past been serving us and if the answer is no you know it's like have some conversations about what that might look like and what you might want so and finally our last uh, guest that we're going to hear from episode 116 with Catherine Uh, and I really enjoyed this conversation I think we really talked about a lot of um, of really great stuff in this conversation Uh, kind of healing from trauma Um, we talked about social anxiety versus introversion that kind of stuff tuning into our emotions um whether we feel good enough or enough in any way. Um, so a really, um, yeah, a really good conversation. I think there's lots of things that I personally <laughs> struggle with um, and that, that sense of being not enough. Um, and I think often we, we have those kind of limiting beliefs about what we are capable of and our potential. And, and I really love Catherine's take on it, that there's not all of you that thinks that thing is part of you and that that part is confused. Uh, So it's really, um, I feel like it's kind of accepting that point, that part of yourself and kind of showing it some compassion and and, um, kind of accepting where you're at, which I think that that kind of self-awareness is something that I, you know, I love to talk about, I think is so important. So it's kind of acknowledging it um, and not kind of beating yourself up for it and kind of going, oh, it's just, it's just confused kind of, it's, it's quite nurturing, I think, as an approach. It's kind of, often I think it's coming from quite a young place, that kind of inner child place maybe. And so kind of showing it that compassion. Uh, so, it, so I loved um, Catherine's take on that and really loved our conversation. So here are Catherine's top tips. I guess um, start treating yourself um, at the at the same level like let love move in all directions and the what we started this podcast with that there is a relationship to self-peace so whether that's loving ourselves whether that's um remembering our worth and and seeing that when we don't remember that it's confusion but that that there's a part of us that knows so it's, it's a kind of live from that place of worth and self-love so live from it, not just try to think about it. 
Um, I would say address any trauma. Um, if you have not done personal work, um, that is probably um, an important piece that is a glass ceiling. And you may not even know how it serves as a glass ceiling because it's invisible to you. And there's, again, forms you can even start with. The Body Keeps the Scores is a great book around trauma or see a therapist or, you know, it can take a lot of forms. Get my book or books like my book. And then thirdly, be conscious in your relationships. We are so, we are so wired to be connected to other, we are mere neurons. And I think there's been just a growing isolation over the past few decades because we adopted this idea of fierce independence as like a North Star. We need each other and need is not pathological. And I think that's actually some of the anti-racism stuff of we need to remember good tribalism, like the connectedness to all of us, each other that um, we can forget along the way and um, and not be, again, so kind of isolated and individualistic. So be conscious in your relationship and remember the importance of relationship. Um, so those are my three. So thank you again to Catherine and to all of the guests that have joined me over the last 15 episodes and that we've kind of featured in this conversation and also for the time to talk today episode which we haven't featured in this um, but the guests that joined me for that um it's not really a series that's not really kind of how i how i roll because we're just a kind of perpetual podcast <laughs> we didn't have breaks but i guess they're like little micro series um that we have these roundups for um and so there's yeah there's been some fantastic conversations in this round and i'm really excited to kind of move forward with the next 15 episodes we've again got some um, amazing guests some amazing conversations to share with you so I really hope that you continue to tune in and join us for those and I really appreciate you for for being here for supporting the show um and tuning in it really means a lot that's that's kind of what it's all about it's about normalizing conversations around mental health um it's about offering that support and encouragement that we all need at times in our lives and particularly this episode, there's kind of practical ideas of, of how you can manage when things don't feel so great um, to try and move to a place where they do feel better. So I really hope that you've enjoyed this, that you've taken something from it. Uh, and I would love to know what your biggest takeaway is. If there is a tip that you are going to try out or one that you already use and that you love, I, I really would love to know. So please do tag us on Instagram, uh, tag us in your stories at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E Coaching, um, and tell us your top takeaway, your top tip that you are going to try out or that you have tried out from this. Um, and please do share this with a friend if you think that they would enjoy the conversations that we have here. That's everything for today. And we'll be back on Wednesday with a conversation with another amazing guest. That's all from me. So please do take care of yourself. Be kind to yourself and I'll speak to you soon. Bye for now.